It's the Hoffman Show on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app. And uh, now that I think about it, Anthony, I think my mother was incorrect. I think my mom was was off by a couple days. Um, I think my bar mitzvah was February 15th, 2003, not February 13th, 2003. Oh. Yeah, my mom texted me earlier today going, happy bar mitzvah anniversary. At which point I started doing the math because I'm apparently a masochist and realized that my bar mitzvah, whether it was actually 21 years ago today or 21 years ago uh, Thursday, was 21 years ago. My bar mitzvah can have a drink legally. Wow. You're young, it hurts. Man. It hurts. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a young man. I'm not as young as I used to be. <laughs> but since that day, Anthony Haney, I have been a man. We love to hear it, man. That's how that allegedly works. Uh, Here's what we got coming up on the show today. Josh Robbins will join us later on in the show. He wrote a really interesting piece on how the Wizards acted the trade deadline, including giving Kyle Kuzma some say on whether or not he got traded. Is that a cause for concern? Are they letting the players dictate things in a way uh, that is reminiscent of Bradley Beal's no trade clause? They had to let Bradley do it because it was in his contract. But what about uh, other players like Kyle? We will discuss coming up with Josh at 6 p.m. I also made a I made a field trip today. Anthony actually joined me for part of this trip, and then he had to leave before the good part. Uh, so Anthony has not heard this yet, but he did help me in the setup process. Made a little field trip to Bethesda, where this morning U.S. Soccer announced a friendly coming up on June 8th against Colombia ahead of the... Copa America this summer at World Cup in 2026. Uh, U.S. men's national team will play at FedEx Field for the first time since 2012. And I got to talk about, not really that, but I got to talk about uh, the team with head coach Greg Berhalter. Greg, two Gs, Greg Berhalter. Uh, So that was a really interesting conversation. You will hear it coming up in the 6 o'clock hour as well. But we start, I mentioned those things, because we kind of have a bit of an open line situation For the first time here on Vibe Check Tuesday. Um, I do want to talk some commanders. And I'm sure many of you have thoughts on this commanders coaching staff. And I would like to get them from you at 301-230-0980. However, we also had uh, no time yesterday to take calls on the Super Bowl. So whether that's Kyle Shanahan decision making. Whether that is uh, Patrick Mahomes greatness. Whether that is Chiefs greatness. uh, Spagnola. Whatever it is. Uh, our Chiefs defense greatness, Spags, whatever it is, uh, Super Bowl is on deck. Also, obviously, we still have our eye on the big story around Monumental Sports. Monumental today did get a win of some kind, uh, but also there were some losses as things are making their way through the final days of the Virginia legislature. Um, the big win they got is the House version of their funding bill passed. Now that can be passed to the Senate who, as we told you yesterday, uh, thanks to a visit from Eric Flack and and us informing you, uh, thanks to the reporting of others, that the Senate version of that had died in the Finance Committee. It didn't even get a consideration, uh, nevertheless, consideration of the full Senate. But now that it has passed the House uh, in the Virginia State Legislature, it can be considered that version of it by the Senate. But there were st- some more state senators that came out today saying, including uh, a delegate, or actually I shouldn't say uh, more state senators, The state, one of the state delegates that voted no on this 
today in, in the House side is the delegate from Alexandria. So local pushback is growing. Obviously, we have the Senate that's like, Youngkin's in a weird spot because he obviously wants this to happen, but now he's made all the Democrats mad. So uh, that is still very much in the air. My two cents prediction at this stage in the process is this thing gets done. The Wizards and Caps will still move to Virginia in a very nice arena, but it is going to cost Ted Leonsis not only more of his money to fund it, less public funding, but it is also going to cost him extra lobbying money. His lawyers are going to be, and his lobbyists are going to get bigger checks than he initially accounted for to try to win over some of the votes uh, in the Senate and the House in the state of Virginia. So, the Commonwealth, as we call it. Uh, so, all of that is on the table. 301-230-0980. It is uh, essentially an open line Tuesday, vibe check Tuesday. We can check your Commander's vibes. We can check your Wizards vibes. We can check your Super Bowl 58 vibes. Uh, we can check your monumental sports uh, doing whatever they're doing vibes. 301-230-0980. Anthony, is there one of those topics that is most vibey to you, that is most interesting to you? Uh, I would probably say t- 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 the coaching hires, maybe. No, what what's your vibe on the coaching hires? Because I am very mixed. Uh, I mean, I li- I think you articulated it better than I could have. Uh, I think. Well, I did that to you, not on the air. So yeah. I either need to then repeat <laughs> what I said, or you need to tell the people what I said. Yeah. So I just like the fact that we have. Coaches that were in higher places now in lower places, so they have the experience they uh, there, and then it's just a good like teaching point as well. I'm um, just having that uh, kind of experience on one staff. But you know, you look at uh, Cliff Kingsbury. You know, he's a former head coach. He's not our OC. You look at um, Pagano, former coordinator, and now he's a um, I forgot his. Uh, He's, he's going to be a senior, senior defensive, defensive assistant. Yeah. Whatever so, that means. It's just good. Good you know, brain to, to have in the room. Exactly. A lot of experience that we have on our team. Yeah. No, I love what they're doing on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I mean, he, what Dan Quinn has established is one of the strongest coaching staffs on the back end. And by the way, it still could grow. One thing that I've kind of been thinking about is, this is certainly, I'm not the only one thinking this, is like, Remember how Dallas turned down, turned them down on on uh, Al Harris. Mm-hmm. What position is not filled yet? DBs. DBs is not filled yet. They just hired Mike Zimmer. Now Dallas could very well be like, no, we're hanging on to Al Harris, and Mike Zimmer could keep him, and that would probably be smart. That'd probably be a good a good idea. But he could also get wiped out if Mike Zimmer brings in his own guys. And Al Harris could all of a sudden become available, and then there's nothing Dallas can do about that. So I wonder if DQ knows something there and Joe Witt knows something there, and they just have to be a little bit patient. Um, you know, they tried to get the tight ends coach from Dallas. That's that's not going to happen because they're not making any more changes on the offensive staff, and they obviously did hire um, a, a tight ends coach here, someone that's actually worked with Cliff before. So that's – but I do wonder on the defensive side of the ball if – there are more highly qualified guys who know the system coming. And then Norton is as good of a linebackers coach as there is in the league. 
And then defensive line is, is the other big missing piece right now. But DQ has always been a defensive line specialist. So he will probably be a little bit more hands-on there than he will arguably with any other unit in the league uh, or on the team. So um, he'll still be mostly a head coach. But like if he steps in, slash quality control of your defensive line is pretty high when Dan Quinn is your head coach. So with that all said, um, the defense I feel great about. The offense I have a ton more questions about. Yeah. And we can get into that, and we can take your calls on it next. 301-230-0980. Phone lines are wide open on the Ace Law listener line. 301-230-0980. Every line open. Let's change that by the time we get back. Vibe Check Tuesday is on here on the Team 980. It's the Hoffman Show. We're on the Team 980. Row is live as well on the free Odyssey app. And uh, it's a Vibe Check Tuesday, and apparently the vibes are dead. Not a single person calling, Anthony. What are we doing? Uh, I hate when I have to chastise the callers. Maybe they're, ups- maybe they're upset that, you know, we don't have football until September. I mean, sure, but we got we got radio shows to do. And yeah. people care about stuff more than football. And also, we got it. You can talk. You can call and talk about football. Like, we're not here to, to tell you you can't talk about football. We're, we're, we're throwing it out there. I said you can talk about the Super Bowl. You can talk about the commander's coaching staff hires. About to blind myself with this light. Oh, right in the face. Um, and yet, what do we got? We got the old goose egg. The old Jamie Tart poopa. The old Nunya. The old how many games the Washington Commanders won in the final seven of the season. Ouch. Yeah, that was a low blow. It was. All right. Let's see if we can get some calls going. 301-230-0980. So, uh, Vibe Check Tuesday, Any, pretty much anything you want. I, it's probably also the problem. Uh, let's, let's do this. Let's start off taking calls in the Commanders coaching staff. If someone feels really, really uh, jazzed up about the Super Bowl, Kyle Shanahan, about whatever else and like we'll we'll throw it in but let's try to get some calls going on the commander's coaching staff because i do think on the offensive side of the ball i have i have some questions i have some questions uh they hire a guy in bobby johnson who i'm not really sure what the appeal is other than clearly brian dable really liked him um, like he brought him from Buffalo. They worked well together. I respect Dable a lot. So that, that definitely means something to me. But at the end of the day, like he was a, in charge of one of the worst lines in football the last couple of years. And that's the biggest job that he's ever had. Cause it's also not like he's been a really successful, um, you know, coach elsewhere with this long track record of, of success. Um, I and mean, it's funny because you Google his name and it's a bunch of articles being like, this is baffling. I don't get it. And it's like, yeah, I don't really have a justification for you. Um, he was a grad assistant in Akron in 1995-96. Then he was a defensive line coach. And then he coached tight ends and O-line. Then O-line in Indiana for four years. That got him a, a, a professional job because uh, he got bumped up in Buffalo or to the Bills, assistant O-line coach. But then he coached tight ends. Tight ends. And by the way, I love a tight ends coach as much as anybody, but um, 
I like my O line coach uh, to have a track record of being a good O line coach in the NFL, or this to be his first O line coach job in the NFL. So he was the O line coach in Buffalo with Dable uh, in in 1920. He was the tight ends coach in in Oakland before that. Uh, he's also worked as the tight ends coach and assistant O line coach in Detroit and tight ends coach in Jacksonville. Um, and then he was the Giants O line coach the last two years, and then he just got hired uh, here in DC. And there just doesn't like the Wikipedia page is is not like super impressive either, um, because it, uh, often it talks about like oh he was here and he worked with X and they had a career season and it's just kind of like he was the coach and then he was the coach and then he was the coach and then he was moved to the other coach and now coach any coach 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 so uh, there definitely is some player personnel issues in. New York, why their offensive line was bad. But, and also I should say, like, Dan Quinn has obviously studied what they were doing from a protection standpoint and must have signed off on this because he's the head coach. And maybe Cliff went to Dan and was like, hey, I'm looking for this. You know, do you think, like, who do you think? And he's like, I actually, I know the results weren't that great, but I like what New York did from a plan perspective. And I think we can execute it better with X, Y, or Z or on, on certain types of things that you use a lot in your offense. Like these guys are very smart, um, but there doesn't seem to be the resume that stacks up on the O-line coach side of things that makes you makes it make sense. Um, I'm excited to talk to Logan more about it when he goes back and watches some, some tape and I'll try to pop in some giants tape uh, of my own over the next couple of days slash weeks. Uh, obviously next couple of weeks we'll be heading towards Indy in the combine, but um, definitely a question that will be asked whenever it is that they hold a press conference. All right. Now we got a whole bunch of phone calls, so let's get it going. We'll start with uh, some of these calls on the commander's coaching uh, side of it, but we have a bunch of calls on the monumental sports stuff. We have stuff on the Wizards, uh, so we will get to kind of everybody as we go here. Let's start off, though, with Vaughn. Vaughn, thanks for calling. Get us started on this Vibe Check Tuesday on the Hoffman Show. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, you touched on something, and I'm just kind of like a little – I'm very bothered by it. Uh, one of the uh, coaches on the coaching staff, and I just, you know, for the life of me, I just don't understand that old line uh, uh, coach um, move that they did from the Giants. I know you brought up some of the resume thing, and, and, uh, and I'm following you on that, and just I just don't – understand the, the ideology of that whole situation of hiring him far as just uh, without offensive line situation and circumstances. And I'm just very, I'm a little old school into, if you look at the, uh, the, um, the, the Gibbs and the Parcells and, and the, uh, I forgot, uh, the San Francisco, back in that time, San Francisco, oh, Bill Walsh, uh, Bill Walsh. I'm looking at the coaching staff. They, co- they won and have been successful because they, it, it had a strong coaching staff, personality-wise, For and sure. that goes a long way. And I, just to make a long story short, I'm, that's concerns me. I might be a little old school, but you didn't go get Philly's O-line coach or, or the assistant O-line coach, anything like right. that. I just don't see the the history of it. So I don't mean to be babbling, but I'm just frustrated about no, that. No, uh, thanks for the call, Vaughn. I I get it. And like the best thing, I think sometimes when people call in, right? Like 
I was expecting a call at some point today. I'll just go ahead and do it because Anthony and I talked about this yesterday um, in a different part of the show. But like, if people were to call in and be like, "Hey, Kyle Shanahan got away, abandoned the run in the, in the start of the second half," I can explain to you how that happened pretty easily. Like, Ant, when we went through it yesterday, you were like ready to murder Kyle, and then you were like, "Oh, I kind of get it." Like, it's it's an unfortunate circumstance, yeah. Yeah, to an extent. Like, could he have made different choices? Yeah, but, like, he made an understandable choice to break a tendency of running the football, and then he got bad down in distance, and then all of a sudden you have nine plays of a three and out where Christian McCaffrey touches the ball once, and, you know, that stat in isolation makes you look like a boob. This one, I don't really have a lot for you as to why. That's not saying it's damned and it's not going to work, but I, I simply cannot explain to you why you take a guy with this little experience coaching O-line at one of your most important positions and and put him in charge when he's coming off of being fired. Um, but he has been in the NFL a long time. Um, maybe some of his pass pro stuff in the gun is, is specifically very good. Um, maybe his talent development, he has developed a couple of good young players, including Andrew Thomas, to an all-pro all level. Maybe that's what they see as, as the necessity here. I tell you the guy that I really want to talk to about this is the guy who crashed our show on Radio Row last week. We got to get Justin Pugh on the phone because he played for Cliff in Arizona and then he wound up coming off the couch last year and playing for New York. So he's got experience with both guys. So we need to get Justin Pugh on the phone. How do we get Justin Pugh on the phone? Do you want to, do we need, do we go through Syracuse connections? Do I, Email the people who at Lovesack who got him uh, on with us last week. What do we do, Anthony? Do we start a campaign on Twitter? Do we just, yeah, start tweeting him? Justin, we need you back on the show. I think we have some strings we can pull. Okay. Everybody tweeted Justin Pugh. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. That would be obnoxious. Might work, but would be obnoxious. All right, uh, let's go back to the Ace Law listener line at 301-230-0980. If you're in a wreck, Ace Law helps you get a check. Call 8888-ACE-LAW. Let's go to Kenny real quick on this commander staffing stuff. Kenny, thanks for calling. You're on the Hoffman Show. Hey, appreciate the call, fellas. Um, I'm a little disturbed by some of the um, some of the calls we're getting, you know, about the coaching staff, so on and so forth. Like, I'm, I'm looking at the overall picture of what DQ has done, and it really shows that, um, his past experience, his work, um, and, and the jobs that he's done elsewhere is, is well-respected. And he's getting some really, you know, talented um, men of standards, you know, who got resumes other places. And then, you know, one, one disagreement or in maybe who was hired and, and people are like bent out of shape. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's, it's, it's almost like, you know, people just way too picky, man. I I remember, when when I was growing up, we we ain't know what a defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator was. You know what I'm saying? Like we, now now this is a whole discussion. <laughs> you know, I just knew about Joe Gibbs, and that was it. You well, know what the I mean? thing is, now, though, like Joe Gibbs had some great guys on staff, and I think that's whether you know about him or not doesn't make it any more or less important. I, I do think sometimes to to your point though, like the fan. The fan level of outrage on certain things when they didn't hear about these guys until five seconds ago is a little funny to me because I work in the league and right. I didn't know yeah. a lot of these guys. And that's why I'm not going to sit here yeah. and be like, this guy definitely sucks. I'm not going to I'm not going to do that right. because I don't I don't know. But I will say, unlike I mean, a lot of or Kenny, I'll just finish the sentence and I'll let you respond real quick. But like, 
unlike a lot of coaches or, or decisions that get made where I can at least explain them, even if I disagree, I don't really understand this one. I haven't gotten to the le- that level yet. Yeah, I think I think there's just you know it's so many variables when it comes to coaching, and I'm sure you you understand that, Craig. Like, For sure. You 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 coach you could you coaching men, people get injured, um, contract situations. Sometimes, you know, depending on what's going on in the locker room, morale, everything, you know what I mean? Like all of these variables go into it. And if you don't always have all of the ingredients, you can't necessarily make the best meal. But I'm hoping that with this staff, They'll, they'll give him the right ingredients and really see if he can chef it up for us. Yeah, no, 100%, Kenny. It's a great call. Thank you. And, and one thing that I, Kenny just brought up there that I should mention is, like, the Giants on their O-line have been devastated by injuries the last couple of years. So maybe it's just as simple as that. Maybe Bobby Johnson's a really good O-line coach who people look at and be like, I cannot believe they mostly kept their quarterbacks upright because they have been – so banged up obviously talking about the run game side of it Saquon continues to be an explosive player um and and get big explosive gains on a somewhat regular basis so maybe they look at at the run schemes and how they fit with what Cliff overall statistics aren't good but like we watch the tape we see the process and the process is there so that should be something we're able to ask Cliff Kingsbury later in the week um I do think there'll be a press conference later in the week um so we'll see if, if ultimately the coordinators uh, you know, speak. And when they do, like, they'll certainly have to answer this question, whether it's now, whether it's in the spring training camp, probably honestly, the way the media works, we'll have to answer it all three times and more. When we get back here on the Hoffman show, more of your calls, 301-230-0980. Looks like some of the calls on hold want to talk about this monumental sports situation, the Wizards moving to Virginia along with the Capitals, but not so fast, says the Virginia State Legislature. We'll talk about that and more next on the Team 980. I just found the most incredible refereeing mic'd up clip. You're going to have to wait to hear it. Uh, it will be in real things later. Anthony, I can't wait for you. Did you listen to it? I just sent it to you. No, I haven't seen it yet, I, I didn't, but I'm I didn't check think, it out. I didn't think that you had a chance to see it before the break. Um, 1,000% hilarious. Um, just perfect, no notes. I just sent it to like 70 people. Uh, but in, unless you're one of my friends who just got that clip from me on Instagram, uh, real things, real people uh, set into real microphones and mic'd up referee that you have to hear coming up. Uh, following our interview with U.S. men's national soccer team coach, Greg Burhalter at 6.30, Real Things at 6.45 to close out the show. Right now, though, it is a Vibe Check Tuesday, and we're taking your calls on the Ace Law listener line at 301-230-0980. Let's go to Lap. Lap, thanks for calling. What's up, bro? You're back on the show. Hey, 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 what's up, Greg? Hey, um... Coaching staff, I mean, I'm for the commanders, I'm going to wait to see what, what happens. Um, I just want to get them tight ends going and, and use the offense, you know, the receivers, the running backs. I just want to see if they can get them going and utilize the talent that we do have, add some more talent, see what we do in this draft. And hopefully, man, I, I want to get some wins in the division, man, because we can't keep being last place in the division. So, that's the only thing I'm looking forward to, hoping that they can improve. As far as the uh, monumental uh, sports aspect of it, I, um, you know, I'm, you know, I'm probably the hardest Wizard fan, you know, Craig. I'm just, I'm just upset with this man. It just, even though with this little baby win, and even you know, I'm trying to block it with the Senate yesterday or whatever, I think 
it's still just going to happen, man. I mean, Jay is a businessman. You know, it, it seems like that's what he's more about. Um, a lot of the owners are, too, of course. You know, not saying that they don't want to win, but um, it's, it's a business um, entity to this. So we just, I guess, just have to see. I'm, I'm wondering, do you think they possibly can uh, can change it to Virginia, a Virginia team, and take out the D.C.? Because it's like if you're trying to take our teams out of D.C., man, it's like you might as well change them, you know what I'm saying, to the state that they're in. Um, well, I mean, would you say that I'm they should hoping, change? I'm hoping that we can get the commanders back, though, to D.C. So, well, that's the yeah. thing, too, is like, no, they won't yeah. do that. Lap, thanks for the call. Um, they won't do that. That's That's kind of the thing. And when Virginia people – want to scream about, well, how come it's cool that, you know, you you take the team out of Maryland and put it in D.C.? And I'm like, what are they called? This, this whole, like, this region is super weird because there's three jurisdictions, and it's just not like that anywhere else. There are other places with two. You know, New York City deals with this with teams that, and both football teams that play in New Jersey. Um, you know, you got the New York Knicks uh, that play in as New York as it gets, so to speak, in Manhattan. Um, and then you have the Brooklyn Nets, uh, you know, but they they go by Brooklyn. Then you got, you know, the New York Islanders played in the same building for a while, but now we're back on Long Island, uh, which was weird for a second because, you know, they're called the Islanders, but they're not on Long Island. Like, there, there's these little nuances of locality everywhere. I mean, San Francisco 49ers – are an iconic franchise whose biggest city that they play, like the, they, they're not even the, the biggest city that they're close to. They play in Santa Clara, which is right outside of San Jose, which is a pretty major American city. But at least it's still the Bay Area, which is, you know, all due respect to Oakland and San Jose, San Francisco is by far the biggest city in that region. So, you know, these these kinds of quirky things happen but, you know, to not pretend like the reason that this region is what it is, even if it's shifting, even if a lot more business is going to Tyson's Corner, for instance, in Virginia, like it's it's there because of its proximity to Washington, D.C. The district is at the center of it all, spiritually, geographically, emotionally, culturally, logistically, all of it. And so I don't mind them moving the practice facility. But to, to pretend like, oh, it's, it's fine, just move to Virginia and call it D.C. And, and say that you're still for the district, like, no, that's, that's not how any of this actually works, except for, for you, the rich guy who owns it and, and his company in Monumental Sports. Uh, let's go to OG Ricardo, uh, who has more on this on a Vibe Check Tuesday. Ricardo, what's up, man? Thanks for calling. You're on the Hoffman Show. What's up with you, Craig? It's a vibe check Tuesday. I like that. I like that. Look, first of all, the music you just played, man, thanks a lot because you reminded me. I forgot the day was Fat Tuesday. Uh, yes, Mardi it is. Gras day. Yeah, I forgot. And I got folks down there in New Orleans. I got to send a happy Fat, uh, happy Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras message down to them. Yeah, man. Anthony, thanks did you know when you played Trombone Shorty that it was Fat Tuesday? Was that a conscious choice or did we just get lucky? Uh, you got lucky, but I didn't know today was Fat Tuesday. Yeah, but yeah, the trombone oh, shorty on Fat Tuesday, we'll take the luck. We'll take some good luck, you know? Man, I've seen uh, a trombone shorty. Sean, I forgot, it was Sean Andrews, I think is his name. But anyway, yeah, yeah Fat 
from Bone Shorty. Bad, bad dude. I actually <laughs> saw sure. him play a beat concert up here in D.C. a couple summers ago. Yeah, he's a bad man. But look, okay, as far as the coaching with the commanders, I'm going to trust the process. Uh, I know I'm a little concerned about the offensive line coach, but it, I don't know. They're assembling this coaching staff. Let's just hope it all work, and uh, that's all we can hope for. Oh, shout out to my man, Lap. Yeah, yeah, man. He's a Hall of Famer. After uh, a super producer, no, Lap is a Hall of Famer. So uh, shout out to Lap. He always give me a shout out here and there. I hope he's doing well. And uh, now to the monumental disaster. Now, yesterday, I really appreciated uh, how you articulated things with this with this situation, and uh, it's not good. But I, I do hope that this small battle will will lead to win the whole war on this uh, the small battle that we won uh, uh, as far as and God bless that senator, uh, state senator, the honorable state senator. Uh, uh, I forgot to check her name, but. Uh, uh, that uh, she actually said something about uh, not passing this uh, when when Leonsis first made this announcement about trying to move the team. Sure did. Like, okay, we're not having this, man. We can't get schools built. And when you really think about it, it's a slap against the citizens of, of that part of Virginia and the rest of Virginia. It's like, okay, only thing they care about is the wealthy Northern Virginia uh, uh, and, you know, heck with the rest of the state. Doc Walker made some good comments today, too, on, on Chris Russell's show, even though I think he kind of changed his tune. But uh, uh, once he heard the state senator and what she said, uh, I appreciated what Doc was talking about today. Just the social aspect of this, that the rich get richer. We're giving welfare to, to Leonsis and, uh, you know, to heck with the rest of the state that, that needs money for other more important things. Uh, uh, you know, this building, this stadium and the arena is not going to benefit the red, the rural state, the tide water area. So I'm really certainly hoping that this, uh, you know, my feelings that this does not pass. We we need to keep this back in the city. Maybe Mayor Bowser's is playing her cards right. Uh, Cause they saw also saying as far as uh, it could be a gap year where, you know, uh, she may not allow them to, uh, continue the Wizards and Caps to continue to play at the arena. Uh, I guess uh, I don't know if you read Bowser's column in the Sunday paper. I she did. Had a big copy, right? And so she laid out her opinion on what uh, was what. I uh, encouraged a lot of people to read that. And uh, let's just hope this fails and it just be egg in Leonis's space because this this is this is yeah again you call it this is basically welfare for the rich. When you and you yep. know they call it subsidies, but you know when we when people that need welfare, you got the, these people turning up their noses and they call that a commit oh welfare. But what about the welfare for the rich? Don't call it subsidies. All this is is welfare for the rich. Or call it subsidies again, for everybody to get what they to get what they need to get whatever it is they're trying to get done. Ricardo, thanks for the yeah. call. We got to keep it moving, but I appreciate you um, calling in and call back anytime. I will say, that, you know. Let's not pretend this isn't complicated when it comes to the politics and the policy and how the money works, right? I'm not an economics professor. I do occasionally have economics professors on the show. Um, but what I will say in reading a little bit more about this, too, when we talk about the the divergence in funds between downstate and northern Virginia, like most of the tax money comes from northern Virginia, so, like, that's an argument on that side of things. But at the same time, like, are you really going to put that money to use for an arena when you could be 
paying for schools. Is that actually how that money works? Will the will is it worth it because it's an investment and the the new tax zones and the tax revenue that'll be raised on games now can help fund those schools and and fund the bridges and fund the other stuff. Like sometimes it is worth doing what the rich person wants because they'll create a thing with money that otherwise wouldn't be there on their side of it. The partnership ultimately then uh, launches into something else. But like, I think what economists actual ones will tell you is that stadiums don't actually do that. Stadiums don't really move the meter in terms of money. They aren't actual good investments for cities, and I think that should be taken into account here. Nevertheless, the cultural and elements of it all, and the society uh, or the societal elements of the fact that this the people who, well, yes, they will fill the stadium for the the Wizards, especially if they're good in Northern Virginia. It will not be filled with the same people who have supported this team since 1979, despite never having seen a 50 win season. That feels wrong to me in the same way that it feels wrong that the Warriors moved out of Oakland in the same way that it feels wrong that the Pistons moved initially to Auburn Hills and now they've moved back. Um, it is and, and the way it all happened feels so sloppy. And, and I think this is the thing that really bothers me the most about Leonsis and the way that he did it is he thought that by being declarative with what he wanted to do of moving to Northern Virginia, we're taking both teams, we're going to build the practice facility, we're going to move the Mystics, um, the Go-Go will stay, and the Mystics practice facility will stay in Congress Heights. Like He had a plan. The fact that that plan was not signed off on by all parties participating in the plan bothers me immensely. You don't get to dictate to a city government what it is that you're doing with their land. It's not how this works. I don't care how rich you are. They own it. They're bigger than you. And so I do that. That is one of the things that really bothers me about how this all went down is that nobody's on the same page. And yet they had this big announcement and now it feels like they're trying to trying to force it instead of coming to an agreement that is truly best for all, which, by the way, would include more space somewhere for Monumental and could potentially even include the caps moving to northern Virginia. It's the Hoffman Show. We're on the Team 980. We're always live as well on the free Odyssey app. Got a couple more calls, but have a couple lines open. So we'll take our final calls in this hour on Vibe Check Tuesday. Then Nikki Javala joins us at 5 o'clock to talk about the commander's coaching staff here on the Team 980. It's the Hoffman Show on the Team 980. Always live as well on the free Odyssey app. Streaming live on YouTube where you're getting the Anthony Solo dance cam. At the Team 980. I got to see Trombone Shorty live. We, we, we got to go. Anthony, that's that's a good class field trip. What's Trombone Shorty's concert se- schedule? Uh, let's do some Googles then, Craig. Tour. There they let's, go. let's see. Uh, I feel like he is coming soon. Uh, he will be in Wilkes-Barre. Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania uh, coming up in a little bit. He's in Toronto at the end of the week. I'll be in I'll be in Ohio. Uh Kingston, New York. DC. June 15th, 2024. Okay. That's that's doable at this time. He's also at uh at Hollywood Casino in Charlestown, which is semi-local, March 2nd, although I can't do that day. 
Um, oh, these tickets go on sale actually on Friday. I feel like we need to get tickets. Yes. I'll right. be down to go. Let's do it. Let's do it then. All right. Fine. Threaten me with a good time. Class field trip. Uh, although, man, I want to go June 11th, right before. He's uh, Oh, in NC? Yeah, he's or he's got a couple of these. He's doing it in Boston, too, Bridgeport. He's doing shows with Big Boy from Outcast. Oh, you, oh I do see that now. Where's Huber Heights? Oh, that's June 20th. He's in Cleveland Heights, Ohio, a.k.a. Kelsey Town, USA, with wow. Big Boy. Why does <laughs> the Wolf Trap show not have Big Boy? That's a great question. That would be sick. Also, of course, he's at the New Orleans Jazz Festival. Mm-hmm. May. That would be fun. Anyway, Anthony and I just made ourselves a field trip. <laughs> Make sure you... On there Friday, you yeah. Calendar. Yeah. Hey, Siri, remind me Friday at 10 a.m., check trombone shorty tickets. Oh, you're not going to talk back? Come on, Siri. This is radio. Wow. Rude. And the other time, you know, she'd interrupt the show. Yeah, she has no problem doing it literally any other time. Now I just dropped my phone on the ground. Anyway, the point is, it's a Vibe Check Tuesday, and we're taking your calls at 301-230-0980. Let's get one last one in before we head uh, to chat with Nikki Javala at the top of the hour on the Commander's Coaching Search. Uh, again, the Ace Law listener line, uh, if you're in a wreck, Call Ace Law. Uh, if you're in a wreck, they can get you a check. 8888 Ace Law. Let's go to David. David, thanks for holding. You're on the Hoffman Show. How's it going? Going well. Well, I had a, as far as coaching, hiring, I think we're at like an A minus overall. Uh, Bobby Johnson, I think people are freaking out a little much. If you look at the overall, the GM drafting was horrible. They weren't given no depth. So if you had an injury, you had a scrub playing with starters. That doesn't work. Uh, I think it, I think it's an okay hire and we'll see. Yeah, no, it's a big, we'll see. I, I do think that there is, there's an undeniable element that they missed on some draft picks. Like Evan Neal has not worked out in New York and there's been some other guys that have not really done well. And their GM situation there has been in flux, but I mean, I certainly hope that here we see that there was a coaching issue here and that maybe the GM talent uh, evaluation acquisition process was a little bit better than it seems right now. So like, these are the kinds of things that, that you have to deal with realistically in the NFL. And it's hard to parse out for those of us watching from the outside, but this is why like Cliff Kingsbury and Dan Quinn and you know, whoever else watched tape. And like, I, I will say this about Bobby Johnson is the giants O-line coach. Dan Quinn had to prepare for him twice a year, the last couple of years. And if he thought he was terrible, there's no way that the, the most important position coach on your team, non-coordinator style gets hired to if he's bad. If Dan Quinn is like that guy's protection suck, I don't. It was easy to run against them, or to stop the run against them. Like I was not impressed. Then he's probably like Cliff. We're gonna find somewhere else. And instead, they go this direction. But I, 
I'm not sure exactly what they really liked about him. Uh, the, the, the stats are obviously not very good, but we'll see. Um, also brought in David Ray. Uh, we have to get a pronunciation on his last name. Apologies if I just murdered it. Uh, but he was the tight ends coach uh, for Cliff in Arizona for a year. Also spent last year as a senior assistant to Canellis down in Tampa. So some good experience there on top of some college experience. Obviously, they're keeping Tavita Pritchard on the offensive side of the ball. And then we'll see who else they wind up adding. Uh, one guy that we haven't really talked about yet, I don't know how much there is to say here other than, like, job well done, and, and this is another great hire for the staff. Larry Izzo's been an incredible special teams coach in the league. So they bring him in to replace uh, Nate Katzer, who was very, very good, and I'm assuming will probably get a job somewhere. Uh, but Larry Izzo coming in is is definitely a win on the special team side based off of his resume and the results that he's had in the league. Let's see if we can get a little bit more info on Bobby Johnson and some of these other hires. Uh, Nikki Javala, of course, covering the commanders for the Washington Post. She also covered the 49ers much of last week. So maybe we'll talk a little Super Bowl as well. Nikki joins us next. It's the Hoffman Show on the Team 980 and always live on the free Odyssey app.